Shall we begin? <laughs> Hello, hi everybody. Welcome, welcome to Luncheon with Lisa and welcome to October. We have, we're kicking off the month of October with a, um, well, I'm considering it a hot show because I've been waiting for this show. Um, Cause I have some people on this show tonight that um, are cutting no cards. Okay. We're not cutting cards. We're just going straight in. But before we get started, I wanted to welcome everybody to, again to Luncheon with Lisa that comes on every Thursday, seven to eight Eastern standard time and um, welcome you all to October. October is actually um, breast cancer awareness month. Um, so I put on my ribbon um, and represented with pink, even though that's one of Luncheon with Lisa's colors. So, um, but I did want to not miss out on their other awareness, um, their other awarenesses for October as well. National Domestic Violence Awareness Month is this month. Um, actually, National Book Month is Oct um, October. So I'll lead that into something else I'm going to share with you. And I thought another important one was um, Emotional Intelligence Month is the month of October, mm. which may tie into what we'll talk about tonight. So normally when I get started, I'll do a, a shout out to somebody randomly supporting them, their book or jewelry line or whatever. But I decided because we're of the show that we're having, I was just going to mention to you all that um, you all know that I have a book called The Power Shut Up. Um, I'm sure this will be mentioned um, on some levels tonight. Um, but I wanted to share some good news in that I am actually going to be republishing um, The Power of Shut Up, a second edition um, under my publishing company, Touch by Dove Publishing. So that will hopefully be happening around Christmas time. So I'm excited about it. I'm also releasing a children's book. You all have heard me talk about Cam Capers, which is um, kind of chronicle, you know, it's, it's following me and my grandson. Um, so the first book is Gigi Meets Cam. So <laughs> that should be released in November, as a matter of fact. Um, and then we also wanted to um, mention to everybody, because I've been quiet about some things. Dr. Hightower, I will say, um, one of the, the lives that you were on was mentioning that you don't say anything until you know some things. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, he is right. So I've been quiet about a lot of things. But we are in... We are we are in a position now where I can share some things that are already happening. So we have some publishing clients coming on board to publishing um to touch by the publishing. So I am excited about welcoming them them on. And I don't know if you all knew this. Some of you all may have, but I wanted to do a shout out a happy birthday to Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> he is ninety six years old today. Wow. Wow. So I wanted to say a happy birthday to Jimmy Carter. And I think Shariva might have um gonna put something up on the screen. But I also wanted to let my guests know that you all will actually um be part of Luncheon with Lisa's podcast. I am now um pod had Luncheon with Lisa is a podcast on 
Google Podcasts, Radio Cast, Apple, Breaker, Spotify. Yeah, all of that. So good job. Yes, I'm so excited about all of that. And for those educators and those going on to higher education, if you all don't know, October 1st is when you start to fill out those FAFSA applications. Um, so you can now, as of today, fill those out and get that higher education going. Don't play with it and don't wait. Okay. First come, first serve. So y'all get out there and do that. So what I'm going to do is introduce my guests and then we're just going to go straight into the conversation. So I'm going to introduce, um, Ms. Gail Crowder, Mrs. Gail Crowder first. And we're going we're gonna to do ladies first. Okay. So I want, to, I want to first introduce you to Gail Crowder. Gail Crowder is a wife of over 31 years, mother of two boys, and adoptive mother of two girls. Um, the founder and president of Bringing a Sexy Back to the Marriage. After seeing a need in both secular and religious communities, Gail wanted to create a safe space dedicated to the spiritual and sexual enhancement of marriages for the modern day wife. Gail has been responsible for spicing up thousands of marriages through the BSB conference and continues to change lives every day. As an author, certified master sexpert, marriage and life coach, Gail has appeared on dozens of television and radio shows as a specialist and seasoned lifestyle and relationship expert. Gail has authored several books related to marriage and sex, which includes her signature book, Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage, and her latest best-selling book, Keep Your Legs Open, a, wife, a Wives' Guide to Sexual Satisfaction, and Praying for the Penis, a Wives' Guide to Understanding a Male's Sexual Health. Gail's energy, expertise, and tell it, all, tell it like it is, is an approach that makes her um, sought after a keynote speaker and workshop facilitator. Welcome, Gail Crowley, to Luncheon with Lisa. Okay. <laughs> we're going to next. We're going to introduce Dr. Bishop Benjamin Moore. Um, Bishop Bishop Benjamin Moore is the youngest of eight children, born to the late Reverend Fred H. Moore and Evangelist Lucille Spencer Moore. Bishop Benjamin received his early education at George Washington Carver Elementary and Maddie T. Blount High School. He's known for his love of the Lord and has devoted his life to learn and teach the true word of God. He is known as a man of peace and integrity and one to stand up for what is right. Many describe him as a pillar of strength and one who can lead and gather when no one else can. He is the founder and leader of the gathering of men whose vision is to gather men of different races social, economic background, and belief to fellowship together and discuss men issues based on biblical pr principles. Um, he also, let me see, his love for the Lord is exemplified in his daily walk, and he is a servant and helper to those in need and strives to be a true example of a man of God. Bishop is a biblical counselor and continues to take relational and biblical relationship classes to continue enhancing his knowledge and ability and skill coupled with the Holy Spirit leadings regarding premarital and marital counseling. Also, Dr. Benjamin Moore has the C it's, was the CFO. Um, Dr. Benjamin has also helped many to establish workable budgets, which included the giving of tithes and offerings to his ministry. Please welcome Dr. Benjamin Moore to the show. This first time on Luncheon with Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. 
I'm changing my cord before the, the light goes out. Okay. <laughs> so now we're going to introduce Dr. G. Hightower. Dr. G. Hightower is a dynamic teacher who delivers powerful thought-provoking messages that challenge men and women to develop a passion for God. He holds a bachelor's degree in biblical studies and graduated from Next Dimension Bible University with a Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry degrees in 2009. After serving as a lead pastor in Southern California for nearly seven years, he began seeking God for his next assignment. Highly sought after for his wisdom regarding leadership, dating, and marriage, Dr. Hightower established Real Love Nation, an online consulting firm armed with the mission of building healthy love relationships. His faithfulness, commitment, and excellence and passion for teaching has garnered him a devoted and diverse following, which currently exceeds 50,000 people worldwide. The summer, Dr. This summer, Dr. Hightower will be releasing his greatly anticipated book, When a Man Loves a Woman. And I'll just add for Dr. Um, Hightower that four, his signature topics are four things men do when they love you, five ways to know he or she is the one, six tips to avoid dating disasters, and seven qualities men look for in a wife. So I want to welcome Dr. G. Hightower to Luncheon with Lisa. I am so excited to have y'all come on board. Now that we got those things out the way, the real talk is coming. I already told y'all enough to know that what was the warning in my post? I told people to put on their steel toe boots um, <laughs> because somebody's toes may get stepped on. I got mine on too. So I'm not just talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. So let's get into it because... Um, I will say, and I wanted to welcome Victoria and Maria. They're tuned in and watching. Um, I wanted to um, also mention that uh, on September 19th, I had an event called when uh, Who Runs the World, Girls or Boys, or Girls or Boys, yeah, Boys or Girls. And we it was a relationship remix. And we had couples, we had singles, men and women on, and we talked about all those things that annoy us <laughs> for each other. Like what, when women want to ask, you know, want to have a conversation, why do men just run ghosts? What do you think is going to happen? The world's going to blow up because we want to have a conversation. Um, we talked about, you know, the men had issues with the women. You know, what? why do we have to talk all the time? Um, so we had a lot of fun and <laughs> I enjoyed it. But I do know that tonight and I think um, the um, Prince de Jour hosted with me and we had an amazing time and we will be doing it again. But this is kind of like in the same vein, but I knew that tonight we're going to get down to some some serious basics that people are missing. Um, so maybe we can start to mend some of these relationships. So I wanted to start off, Gail, we're going to start mm -hmm. off with it because I know a lot of questions I received were on the topic of um, the 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 order of marriage and you know why the spouse comes first i know there are a lot of people out there that feel like why as grown people why would you come before my kids you know like that, that makes sense to a lot of people but let's start off there and then we're just going to flow with each other dr hightower and dr moore y'all want y'all to just come on in um because they listen yeah. they need to give them something to listen to well let me let me just tell you um like you said i i've been married 32 years now to the same man and i got married at age 21 I had no business being married to anyone and i was out of order 
I was out of order because for one, I had never seen order, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I came from some amazing boss women that taught me I could do any and everything, right? But when it came to relationships, that was not their strong suit. And so um, I didn't see healthy relationships growing up. Mm -hmm. And so when I got married, right, I came into my marriage as a boss. And um, when God was, you know, you know, I, I, my, my marriage went to basically hell in a handbasket really quickly. And it wasn't Gil, it was Gail. There was acting a fool and out of order and big mouth and doing all of those different things. And when I had a, a more mature woman that came to me and said, you, you're going to destroy your marriage and destroy it fast until you put your husband in his rightful place, it's never going to work. And I was like, excuse me? She said, until you put your husband in his rightful place, your marriage is never going to work. Now, I knew I was out of control, but I also knew that I wanted to end the generational curse of being married twice for all the women, except for one in my family. I knew I wanted to end that, but I did not have a starting point. And she told me, Gail, you're going to have to put God first, your husband second, and everybody else comes behind them. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got a son, you know. And, and he needs me. He's a baby. Gil can fend for himself. And she said, again, until you put God first, your husband second, and everybody else third, you're going to repeat that generational curse that you said out of your mouth you want to break. And that's very hard, especially when I felt that Gil wasn't equipped to lead me anywhere. Hmm. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's what I felt. Yeah. Right. But 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 the order and, and, and especially if you're a strong woman and especially if you're dealing with a you feel mm -hmm. that you're dealing with a man that has not showed you the vision that he should have for you to lead. But that's not on you. And I had to learn that later on after I basically destroyed the marriage. I had to learn that it wasn't my place to teach Gil how to lead me. It was my pray, my place to pray for him and let God show him how to lead me. But I was too busy being my own boss. I know that's what that now, now I told y'all that this was gonna get real, but and I thank you for that um transparency, Gail, because that's what I think people need to hear so they can understand that it's not somebody that's telling you something because they've always been here and they're just kind of telling you it's somebody who did it your way too, and now is saying, Look, this is what I learned. So Dr. Hightower and then um Dr. Moore, y'all, you know, come on in and tell me what you think about that or what you have to offer with that. We can't hear him. Well, first of all, I'm just so, so glad. Uh, okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you now. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, first of all, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you. Thank you, Miss Gail. Thank you for what you do. And um, I just got to purchase that book, you know, for the women. Um, 
the importance of keeping your legs open. Uh, talking to the married women, of course, the married women. Praise God. Uh, uh, but thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> That's a ministry all by itself. I felt the stir. Keep my legs open. I'm not doing that until he do this. See, I, I get it. They like me. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. We we thank God for us as on behalf of all men. We thank you. Appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so you know, my thought, uh, Lisa and Bishop and Gail, my thought is that the most important thing for both of us in relationships, you know, I've been doing now uh as a professional relationships counselor, serving now for 17 years. And I hear people everywhere, they come and they meet with me and they say, oh my God, Dr. G, you just don't know how much work this is. This is work. Man, our marriage is work. It's this, it's that. But the reality is the marriage is an intangible. So marriage in and of itself is not work. The truth of the matter is the real work is you and I working on each other and working on ourselves. That's the work. And so if we really learn how to die to ourselves, die to selfishness, because every single one of us, we are all inherently selfish. Come on, listen, self-preservation is the first law of nature. So we're all inherently selfish. And it takes the love of God in us to teach us how to be selfless. So the most important key that I've learned on a professional level, as well as on a personal level, is just dying to yourself. If you can learn how to die to yourself so that you can be giving and loving to someone else, that will help fuel a healthy love relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Real yeah. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. And, and Gil, when, when, I, when I start counseling, the, the first thing I tell the people that I'm counseling is that if you don't have that direct relationship with God, and we really need to start saying Jesus Christ, because you got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ to get to God. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have that peace with you and Jesus before you have peace with someone else that you want to, you think you're getting ready to marry or in marriage or married too. So once once you love yourself and the person that you are getting ready to marry love themselves, then the two of you can love each other because that's the only um, situation in the whole world where one plus one equals one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And you have Jesus Christ mm -hmm. in that union. Mm -hmm. And that ring that Lisa had on there, that, that's the ring because scriptures tell the man to respect the woman, I mean, love the woman and the woman respects the man. And when you have a continuous circle like that, that's where you... Oh, I think we lost signal. We lost the signal. Um, we lost Bishop for a second. Yeah, we lost you, but come on back in as soon as it clears up. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, there's some weather challenges across the country for uh, right now. There but, we go. Um, yeah. Okay, so God's blueprint for marriage was for everyone to stay married. Mm -hmm. And yes, the, he created man. Man is the head of the household and then the woman. But see, 
it's not that she walks behind man. She walks beside man. And they yes, make the decisions for the benefit of their household. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like and that. See, but but that that is that is something that is very difficult, especially if you come from a long line of women that had to make it work, right? And that's all you've seen. That's the first thing. And it's difficult if you feel, and like I said, it's the feeling that you're dealing with a man that is not vision driven and doesn't have a direction and you're used to having to step in and make it happen. That's where a lot of that out of orderness comes. And I can just speak mm -hmm. for myself and the women that I counsel, which is a lot. And I call them my big mouth tribe. I was a member. I was a member. <laughs> <laughs> I call them my big mouth tribe. That's why they're, they're attracted to me because I'm a big mouth. <laughs> I know it. But, but I'm not afraid what? to say it because I realize the detriment of being the way I was in my marriage, right? Um, and I know my husband was attracted to me because I was a go getter and I could hold my own and I could you know, do all the things. I was independent. But again, God had to literally, because when we first got married, I made more money than my husband and I had a problem telling him that I did. But let me just tell you how God works. He literally, I was working my job, running 12 stores, doing my thing over a, a large chain of stores, doing my thing. But I got so sick that for two months, I could not even get out of the bed. They hospitalized me. And in those two months, I had to realize my husband could take care of me. Mm. He could sustain our household. He can make wise decisions and all of those things. So I had, God had to give me a wake up call for mm. me to realize that I was not running the ship. Yeah. My husband mm. is not a big mouth like me <laughs> and that he can handle it. Mm -hmm. When that's a good lead into, um, I know that a lot of times one of the questions that comes about is uh, submission. And mm -hmm. there's a whole lot around that word and a whole lot of misunderstanding. So usually if mm -hmm. a woman says that she, you know, submit, then you get a whole lot of, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Um, so <laughs> I was I was I was not one of those. Um, I know. was. Let me drink on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I want I want each of you to kind of hit on, on um, what that is. You know what what submission really is, and how you know. And this is my personal opinion that it's a good thing. Now I'm not by any means because I'm sure my husband is watching. I am not saying I'm a pro all the time. Even on the power, shut up. Okay, I had to read my book <laughs> over and over again. But just to even be, a, un, you know, understand that, okay, Lisa, this is where you put yourself in check. This is where you go back to the drawing board, you know. So tell us, talk a little bit about submission, because I think there are a lot of women and men and men um, married and single who do not understand what submission is. I, and, and I know they a lot of <laughs> Among a lot of females, Lisa, uh, submission is a cuss word. Right, that's um, right. You know, hey, you better not submit. You know, you know. All of a sudden, it's like, wait, hold up, skill me, skill wait, man, hold up, submit. I mean, who? What? 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 And so it's like, hey, wait a minute. 
whoa, hey, you know, um, it has been, it has been, you know, in defense of our sisters, it has been erroneously taught in the church. Um, it has been taught from a very chauvinistic perspective, whereas men have used submission to dominate women and to um, not just lead them, but to, you know, cause them to, be, you know, just really harshly rule over women. And so, of course, and not to mention at the same time, you know, minifying the significance of their gifts and callings that women of God in the church are just as important as the men of God in the church. And I say that as an apostolic leader. And so um, because that has been so erroneously taught for generations, now women have come to a place in the 21st century where women are like, uh-uh, hold up, baby. Wait, first of all, first of all, I got my own monkey, hunty, hunty. And so, you know, and, you know, um, the economic, you know, Bishop, you could you could teach this piece better than myself. The economics in America, particularly in the black community, has shifted dramatically. And that has really kind of shifted the power in the households uh, and among the families. And so um, we have to reteach what real submission is. And I want to encourage all of my sisters, out there, please hear it from your brother, Dr. G. Listen, submission and meekness is not weakness. That's submission right. meekness is actually meekness really defined, which is of course synonymous with uh, submission. Meekness is actually, de actually defined as great power with restraint. So mm. it's understanding your role and your position as a woman that you don't have to do it all. You don't have to have it all, but you're teamed with a man and then you get to fall back into the position that God designed you for. And then you just have to make sure that you're connected to a man who, as Bishop said earlier, that has real relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can easily follow him as he follows Christ. Yes. I, I remember when I was in graduate school, we had, we've been a few guys, we had a conversation that, if, that you couldn't, they couldn't marry a woman who made more money than them. And I said, well, y'all just show it to me. I'll marry her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with that because uh, if, if, if you I have a wrong. no, if the my house husband is didn't see anything wrong because he said your ten with my five make fifteen. <laughs> that's and that's our fifteen. That's there right. They yeah. couldn't understand yes, sir. that. A lot of time, like you said, you made the money. Then if you let him always, if you always remind him, well, you know, I make more money than you, and my pants. Are, you know, I think my pants fit me better than this. That that isn't cool. Mm -hmm. But if you make the money and everybody realize the money is our money and mm -hmm. not just your money, then things are okay. Yeah. So and and I agree with with now the two 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 Ephesians six no Ephesians five four thirty. 32, I believe, is when it says that uh, the woman is supposed to submit to the man. And again, that's scripture and it's true. But submitting does does not mean that you're going to belittle yourself to the man. It's respect. Further up in that same scripture, it says you, you're going to respect one another. Sing love hymn songs to one another. 
So if we submit to one another, then that means we're evenly killed. And, and then as we walk through life and problems and all that other stuff together, we can make it because it's us and not like, it's not me or you, it, it, nobody's selfish. It's us against whomever. Well, let me just tell you what my wife mentor told me who went on to glory um, two years ago. This is what she said. How you look at submission, Gail, this is going to change the way it is. She said, Gil is the head, but you are the neck. And while out your neck, he can't turn his head. And when I said, mm, okay. And she said, so quit looking at it as a negative thing and look, look at it as you work as a team. Because he needs you to be able to turn the head and you need him to be the head. And I said, okay, I can, I can, I can see that visually as a woman. And so I know that Gil is the head, but he needs me in order to be his balance because I cover his weaknesses. Like they say, we are one. And so we work as a head and a neck and we work together. And that, that literally just changed the way I looked at submission. And I know that probably doesn't work for everybody, but it worked for me because I did struggle with that. Because I, I, again, came from that mindset that I can do, be, and have anything. And I did never want it to feel less than Gil. But when I realized that he needed me and I need him and we work together in unison, it literally changed the way I looked at submission. And it also, um, as I began to grow with my walk with Christ, I realized that God is going to guide Gil whether you know, uh, or Jesus is going to guide Gil whether um, I think he's making good decisions or not. As long as I'm praying for him, you go. he's going to he's going to line up with the word of God. Well, and I, I wanted to mention, too, because I know um, and, and yes, I, I, I think submission is a great thing. But That's I haven't asked. Um, I've, I've been asked by someone who was, you know, you married and said, you know, I need to, you to explain this submission thing to me. And, you know, we laughed about it because I was kind of like, you're already married. So I'm thinking maybe you already got this, but no, you know, know. and the reality <laughs> is that people don't, you know, get into things and still don't understand it. And I'm not saying I was perfect at it, but I, mm -hmm. I kind of knew what submission was, but being a single mom. And and having you know taking care of the kids and doing my own thing, I know that it's hard sometimes for women who are out there on their own. They've been on their own doing this for a long time, and then if they connect with someone, now you're telling me to fall back and trust that you know somebody has me. Um, but that's exactly what you have to do. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's easy, but you know it's a it, when you do submit, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's, it's, it's a definite plus to the relationship, but I did want to kind of move into, um, when we went through premarital counseling, one of, um, the, the, um, pastor who married us told us about a book called women are like spaghetti. Men are like waffles. Um, mm -hmm. and that was, that was actually a meaningful, um, just that in, in itself, I was like, wait a minute, what does that mean? But it kind of made sense to me. But it was on the lines of that women tend to, when we when something happens, we kind of keep it going. So when we have a moment with you, we're remembering what you did last year, what you did five <laughs> years ago, what somebody else did that was just like what you did. We, it's just a running sentence, okay? 
But with men, it seems that you know, the, you know, the waffles is the little containing container thing. So when something happens, he feel like, okay, well, we dealt with that. That's over. Don't want to hear that again. And then they've moved on. So in that vein, I wanted you all to kind of touch on. So how do we get through some of those moments? Because I think in just that's what relationships are, that we just go on and on and on and on. And they are like, why are we still talking about this? That was over and done with. So how do we bridge some of that? Hmm. <laughs> well, let me let me just speak. It is true. We are all we are like spaghetti. Everything's connected. And so I'll, I'll give this scenario. Um, we have a, a bad morning. We we argue. You go to work. I go to work. And I'm still festering. Like I'm still thinking about, you know, what caused the argument or whatever. And then I cook dinner and I'm not happy about cooking dinner because you're going to eat because we still haven't resolved the issue. And so it, it, it's still like that spaghetti because, you know, spaghetti is all like this. And then at night you want to touch me and you get the rubbing on me. And I'm like, uh-uh, back up off me because you, you, we still, like, I'm still in the morning. You still ain't apologized. It was your fault. And then you just sat down and ate my food. And now you want to touch me and you ain't say, I'm sorry. But the way men think, right, because that's why I do a male perspective, is that everything is in the box, like a, a waffle, right? So we had an argument 12 hours ago, and I can't believe you still hanging on to that, right? Because you still cooked for me, like, and I spoke to you, and you spoke back. So I'm thinking we're good. Right. And we're not. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get past that? For me, I bring it up. Like, I can't. I can't still do the, you know, I, I, I'm still spaghetti because that's the our makeup as a woman. But I have learned not to let it fester. I'm, I learned to say, listen here, what you said to me 12 hours ago is still bothering me. And I'm not opening my legs until we just we, we talk about it. And you're like, well, what, what, what did we? I don't even remember that. G. Well, let me let me remind you, because, you know, I have it still going right here. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you word for word how you and what, what I had on, what you had on, and yeah, I could tell you what time it's, it happened and what time we, you walked out the door. Yeah, so, so for me, I, I just bring it up because again, that will hinder hinder us in the bedroom. That will hinder me from wanting to do nice things until I get it off off of my chest. That's just the way. I'm built, and I think a lot of women are built like that. And I think that men need to be more sensitive to the way we think. Because if you treat me good, like you tell me I'm beautiful in the morning, you give me a kiss, you bring me, you know, my tea, or you surprise me with something, like th that's the spaghetti too. I'm like, oh, it's on and popping. But if there's a break during the day and something happens, there's problems for me. So, so, so what you say, um, Dr. Moore? I, I, I think whenever there is an issue, it needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Now, you couldn't address that issue. With he, you had to go to work. And he had to go to work. But if he left with some kind of thought that it was over, then that just, he, well, he, he just thought wrong, I guess. But in order <laughs> for him to get back on the right track, you have to let him know that, even though you left home, I still have an issue with what we were discussing or doing, and we need to sit down and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And see, I call that the conference table. 
where you mm-hmm. sit down and you discuss the issue and not talk about each other. Whatever that mm-hmm. issue was that you were upset about that he has forgotten about, you now bring it out and you state what happened. He hears, then he states his understanding of it. Then you have come to a conclusion to uh, to agree to resolve it. And I agree with you. I, w- I was just reading another something, and it, it said, unhealed wounds are sores on the soul that can open the doors to sin against Arbor and others. So if you don't if you don't go ahead and solve the problem, that unhealed wound will stay there for a long time, mm-hmm. years even. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, something happened and boom, you want a divorce. And it's all due to something that happened four or five years ago that never was resolved. And then you might have a bunch of those. So now you got- All piled up, right, all piled up, yeah. So you take the time to discuss it and resolve it, and come to a mutual agreement, then it's over. Then you can open your legs and enjoy the enjoy Dr. Hightower. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Look, Dr. Hightower. I'm sorry, I had to get my praise on. <laughs> Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome. I got to send you an offering, Bishop. I got to send you an offering, praise God. <laughs> uh, I just feel I love what my sister Gail has shared, and I thank you for that, Gail. I thank you for your transparency. Um, I think that, again, we're selfish. We as men, to the point, Lisa, of the waffle, we are very compartmentalized, everything. Everything Mm -hmm. is in segments. Everything is a little square. That's how we think, right? Um, Psychologists all agree that women are far better at multitasking than men are. However, men are far better at focusing on one thing at a time or one compartment at a time than women are. Mm -hmm. And so, Um, the key to us really communicating on a different level so that we can make we keep the intimacy alive is making sure that I'm in tune to you and you're in tune to me. But here's the problem, Gail, that I find, and Lisa, for a lot of our sisters, is that you all have sometimes an expectation that we understand things that we really don't understand. And so there needs to be another level of communication. We as men, we need to be more sensitive to hear. But ladies, you also have to be more willing to open up and share. Because sometimes your expectations is that, well, I know he know what I meant. I know he know what this look mean, you know, and, and like, no, we really don't. Because, again, we've already moved on. We've compartmentalized that situation. And we've moved on to the next. Yeah. And so then, then you're mad and you shut down the cookie shop. And we like, wait a minute, hold up. Wait, I asked you a question. You never, you know, you know, and we can't figure it out because there hasn't been any communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, so and the that, goal that has just- to be about communicating and us hearing each other. 
and that's the reason why I, go ahead, I, go ahead, I, wrote, I wrote this ebook um called talk to me and not at me and it was written from the perspective of what my husband used to say exactly what you, you he's like gail like we don't clock with you guys the way you guys clock with each other right like y'all can just start a sentence and she already know girl i got you he's like that's not how we operate we, we operate with full sentences and full disclosure like we don't talk in cold like he said, you, when you do that to a woman, she like, girl, you about to get red. He said, what else? We like, why is she making that face? So you know what I mean? He's like, like you got to talk. Like, you got to talk. And he's like, and a lot of times when you, you're you taking it as I'm insulting you or taking you for granted, I'm just not. It's like, I didn't even think that that was going to set you off. Right. And so, therefore, it is true. We as women need to not internalize so much. And that's the reason why I said I talk to him and say, this is, you know, we need to resolve this before we get to the bedroom because it's not going to happen because I'm feeling this kind of way, right? Mm -hmm. And so we as women, we we have these certain codes and looks and stuff that Lisa would get that y'all probably would never even pick up on. And, right. and it is so right. You have to articulate what we're feeling our needs, our wants, and our desires. And I can't specify that enough because again, in my coaching practice and, and, and my counseling, I get it all the time. And man, like, man, I didn't even know that was bothering her. And it's been going on for five years. And this, she gets a trip and I'm like, all I said was, could you do this, right? And it, to her, it was taking it personal. You know, like I'm not good enough or I'm not doing this or whatever it is. So we do have to do a better job at communicating. Mm -hmm. But you guys have to be more sensitive, like you said. And, and, and it is just really finding that balance. Because again, with us, we want to keep our legs open, but we have all of these conditions and it's unfortunate that we have all of these conditions to make sure that we show up in the bedroom correctly as well because we feel a lot of pressure i'm just being honest with you we feel a lot of pressure we got a lot on our plates right and it, it we feel sometimes really unappreciated unappreciated in so many different areas well and that's i'll go ahead Let go ahead, ahead Dr. Moore. go ahead well Gail, I want to back what, what, Ms. Gail, that's the first thing that you said all night that i disagree with what what you disagree with Hello? Can't we can't hear you, Dr. Hightower? You there? We well, can't. Well, Are you there, Dr. Hightower? I think his mic is off. Yeah. Well, let me let me piggyback on what he he said something about expectations. And and in every marriage, we we have to know. Everybody needs to know what what's expected of them. We know a lot of people get married for different reasons. No, no, no. I, I, I'm sorry that I said that a minute ago. I, I think I'm kind of like delayed. Oh, yeah. I, delayed. I think I'm kind of delayed. Bishop, please go ahead, Bishop, because uh, I'm I'm on delay. Okay, I'll pull Doctor Hightower in after you finish, um, Doctor Moore. And and these. 
the, the expectations have to be validated because I might, you might be expecting one thing and it, it's not even in my mindset that you're expecting that because you haven't expressed it to me and I have not agreed to do whatever that expectation is. It's, 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 it's like you thinking I'm reading your mind and you know, we as men, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even read lips. I'm supposed to be talking to me across the, somewhere and, and she's saying something. I, and I just said, uh uh, I, I cannot read lips. You got to tell me so I can do the right thing when you want me to do it. It's it, just that simple. So, and I, I, and I totally agree with you about a healthy emotional relationship. We as men need to be more sensitive to you because you. You you y'all have more emotions than I don't. I, I, you just got a lot of emotions, and we, and don't get upset when we we can't we don't see it right then and there. But just help us, and we'll <laughs> we'll come on to you and get that hug that you need. You know, but um, don't 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 do the ankle thing with, without us actually knowing why you. Why are you closing your ankles, crossing your ankles like that? <laughs> your time, don't expect us to read the mind and, and give us a chance to be more sensitive to what's going on. So, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes. Can everyone hear me now? Yes, yes. yeah, we hear you. All right, wonderful. I'm back in the mix. Miss um, Gail, the only thing you said all night that I disagree with <laughs> is about having an issue and because of the existing issue, and, and let's just say for the sake of conversation, I'm dead wrong, but because mm -hmm. of that existing issue that I'm not aware of, that mm -hmm. you say, well, baby, the cookie shop is closed tonight. And to me, as Bishop Moore said earlier, if we, over time, there's we, we begin stacking all these little issues. I, I read a book many years ago, Lisa, the book is entitled, The Little Cracks that lead to the big breakups. Yep. And over time in the relationship, if we haven't shored up those cracks, if we haven't made sure that those cracks come together, then it leads to the ultimate big breakup. Well, alt oftentimes we as men, things just go completely over our head. We are just completely unaware of the issue that you're dealing with. So now we come to the bedroom thinking we're getting some ministry and you say, baby, the church is closed. Church is closed. Then you didn't know, you know church is closed through the COVID, you know? <laughs> and what I Can said was, I, I, we talk about this before we get to the bedroom. And, 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 and the, the thing is, is that again, it's all emotional for us. Having sex with you guys is, is really an right. emotional right. thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're receiving you into our bodies, right? And if I'm not emotionally there, it's hard. And I'm just being honest with you. And so therefore, I always teach, take care of everything that you need to take care outside of the bedroom. So you can be a receiver and to receive and to give pleasure inside of the bedroom. That's good. And so therefore, I all that that is that is what I live by, and that's what I teach the people who God has put in my life in order that you need to take care of stuff outside the bedroom. And so if you are harboring, you know, un, un you know unforgiveness or hurt or whatever that is, that spaghetti moment that Lisa talked about. Take care of that 
so you can untangle that outside of the bedroom don't don't try don't try to fix it inside of the bedroom because that's what happens that's why like you say the ankles stay crossed because you're trying to fix it inside the bedroom so dr hotel i think listen in the bedroom i think we all ought to have an amistad moment give me free Untie the ankles. <laughs> Listen, we need to loosen things, loosen shackles, honey. Take the ankle so I can dance. Please go. <laughs> okay, give me three. This is what I wanted to um run past you all before we um because we could go on for hours with this kind of stuff. This is good good stuff. Um, but I wanted to get before we I you know let everybody know where they can contact you and get and get in touch with you. The last subject I wanted to talk about real quick was so with all of that being said, the waffles, the spaghetti, because I think that's just we we are so different. Um, and so that's what makes it so hard because it's hard to explain to somebody that there's some things on your heart that are bothering you. If you've already finished with that at eight, nine o'clock this morning, and I got to refresh your memory before I can even get to why my feelings are what they are. So tell me a little bit, um, everybody, before we get into, we start to close out is what do you think? And we'll start with, with Gail. What do you think that for Gail, what do you think that women want from men? Um, what is what is the what are the main three things maybe they want? And then for Dr. Um, Hightower and Dr. Moore, what is it? What is it that men are looking for from a woman that helps us to kind of understand each other more? Because some things won't change. I mean, some things are we are who we are. But what are the things that we're actually looking for that maybe we're missing the signs? Um, what I find in, in, in my my practice is women truly want intimacy. They want security and they want conversation. Okay. That's that's the three that most women struggle with. And and and, and I need for men to understand that intimacy has nothing to do with sex, right? Right. It has right, right, nothing right. to do with sex. And yeah, it's it, 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 it so many men equate that all in one, and we need intimacy. And what, what I equate it to is when you're dating me. We had amazing intimacy because the chemistry was there, the fun was there, the hand holding, the hugging, all of those things was there, right? And we was able to have, you know, I, I was able to feel secure with you, feel protected, that I could open up. And then I also had great conversation with you. And it seems to, to be a, a, a disconnect once people get married. Those three things are the three things that most people struggle with, right? Because the the intimacy begins to, you know, be suppressed because you got bills, you got kids, you got, you know, work, you got, you're tired, you, you got all of those things. So you don't even have the time and you don't even make the time to embrace, to hug, to just, you know, lay on each other's chest and just relax. Like we don't, we don't. And then having a conversation is really about bills. What's what's for dinner? You know, all the things that don't even really matter. And you lose really connecting with the person that you fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And so those are the three things that I mainly deal with. Like like we we just don't even have fun anymore. We don't conversate. And if we do, it's about heavy stuff. Right. And we don't laugh anymore. And I don't even feel secure because 
all this other stuff has happened in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Infidelity, you know, financial infidelity, uh, you know, all of these hidden little things, social media, all of these things have taken over what's most important. Okay. So that, that's what I say that most women need. Yeah, I, I agree with those. So, Dr. Dr. Hightower, what, what do you say that men are looking for? What do they need? And I guess this is matters because we talked about the keys and this actually embraces the key. This is this deals with the union that I mentioned. And then this is all about the heart, you know, because all of this is coming from, you know, heartfelt. All of this is really getting deep into the heart because um, I do agree with, with Gail that sometimes once we get married, the deep the depth of the relationship seems to go up to surface. Um, and, and maybe that's where things get lost. Mm -hmm. Well, in the last over the last 10 years, as I've taken people through premarital counseling in the premarital counseling, I take them through this great book entitled Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egerich. And for us, you know, Gail, you'd be really surprised that we as men, we really need many of the same things you need. But it's just it's framed differently. Our number one love language is respect. So when we feel respected, we willingly give intimate time. We willingly give quality time. We willingly do those little things on the honey-do list, even uh -huh. if it turns out to be a scroll of things. We do those things willingly. <laughs> Um, you know, when we feel respected. And so the scripture talks about when it talks about as Bishop Moore was referring to earlier in Ephesians chapter five, the scripture talks about, see that every wife reverence her husband. And so when a woman reverences a husband, when we feel reverence, when we feel respected, that's our number one love language that fuels our fire. But we also um, lay two. And we do understand most mature men understand that intimacy doesn't equate necessarily to sex. Um, but what bonds us to you in addition to the intimacy is the sex. It's not that we just want to get off, but it's sex brings us into that level of oneness with you. And that's mm -hmm. how that's how we feel close to you. That's how we feel bonded to you. And that's why you feel a lot of see a lot of men begin to shut down emotionally when he's been rejected too often by his wife in, a, in the in the bedroom. So mm -hmm. um, for us, it's it's to be heard and understood without judgment. It's mm -hmm. to be respected and that level of intimacy as well. Those are the three things that we need that we deem most important. Okay, mm -hmm. good stuff. Doctor, I like I like all of those. Um, I I can't um, add anything to the list, but. What I heard is that we men are as sensitive, or we're not as sensitive, but we are sensitive too. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be looked at. Uh, but we need, we need for you guys to be more vulnerable with us as well. And I understand as men and starting in you know childhood, y'all was taught to suck it up, you know, be a man, don't, you know, men don't cry and all those kind of things. But as your life partners, we need to see a softer side as well. We need for you to tell, you know, come in and say, I'm struggling here, you know, and, and, and 
you know, most of us women are strong enough to handle that and not see you as a weak man. We see, we want to see you to be vulnerable with us. We that want actually strength to us. We actually it is. It see is. that as a strength and almost the opposite. If you won't show it to us, um, it's an opposite almost. Well, a lot of men do believe that a man is not supposed to cry. That came from the cowboy days. You know, you either or you again me. <laughs> as you as as you become intimate, those type conversations can come out while you are there together. It, you know, you wherever you are, on vacation, uh, riding in the car. When you start, just say, "I want to have a conversation. Let's talk about ABC." Don't go any further. Let's talk because by the time you know where you're going, you might just. I, we get it. We know it's all checklist driven. Yeah. <laughs> you you no. might not be able to get to B. So yeah. just, just, just talk by A seriously and openly. Like when I start my counseling sessions, I, 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 tell, it, I tell whoever I'm talking to, you got to get naked with me. Because if you can't get naked with me and, and I'm trying to help you in a situation, then the truth ain't going to come out. Mm -hmm. Right. You I get your it. clothes on, you hiding something. Because mm -hmm. in the garden they was naked until they mm -hmm. found out. And mm -hmm. then they got scared and wanted to go get some leaves and stuff. See, then you start covering up. So mm -hmm. if you get naked with me from the beginning, and we stay naked every time that we come and talk about whatever the next thing we're gonna talk about during the counseling session, then the truth is going to come out. And when the truth comes out, everything will be okay. And I agree, and I, and I will say this as women, we have, um, not, done a great, we have not done a great job um, putting you guys in a position where you can become vulnerable mm -hmm. because we are, like I said, very strong as well. And so we have to create a place for you to feel mm -hmm. that you can come and lay your head and be vulnerable as well. So I, I I will take that for some of the women because I know it ain't me, Gail. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Some of us don't create a safe place. I was that girl, like I said, I, I'll use myself because I'm okay with me, right? Yeah. Um, but but we have not created that safe place. Yes, yeah. that's the reason why sometimes infidelity is very high because that other woman creates that place for you guys to be able to come lay your head and be and feel safe not right. condoning it i'm just saying that we well, have true. True. i'm telling yeah. the truth yeah. so this, this has been so good y'all i would love to do another show with you all um because yeah because y'all i i i'm just i'm speechless because this was everything that i was thinking and and i actually got so many other things that i want to throw at all three of you all um so i definitely want to make sure that you all come back and do this again and we can continue this because i think everybody was educated and like i said i think that and I, I played with the toes but i mean really it's hard to hear what you are doing that can actually you know hinder what you're asking for and so when everybody comes to this kind of conversation i'm hoping they come with understanding okay we don't get everything right so listen for what you could work on what you could do and i think from mm -hmm. all sides we got some really good information so before we leave um i wanted you all to let everybody know where they can get in contact with you um so that they can continue to connect and we're going to do this again so i hope y'all you know clear your calendars for 
yeah, another Thursday, Dr. Hightower, Dr. Moore, and Gail, please, because this was this was awesome. So, Gail, tell us where they can find you. You can find me on everything, Gail Crowder. And my that's my website. That's me here on Facebook. That's me on, on Instagram. That's me on Twitter. I just go by my name, Gail Crowder. Um, and my website is gailcrowder.com. And there was a young lady, um, last name Holland, I think Victoria, Victoria. Holland. Yeah. yeah. Victoria, to answer your question, I have a workbook called Still the Deal. And actually, myself and three other um, relationships experts are doing a thing called a, for The Pursuit of Love and Marriage in February, February the 13th of 2021. If you go to my website, that information is there for the singles. I just wanted to let you know. And also you can get the workbook called Seal the Deal off of my website. So just to let you know that, Victoria. Thank you. So Dr. Moore, where can they find more about you? Well, if you go to yukabministry.org, you will find the gather of men mm -hmm. and just, uh, Leave me something on the page. Okay. So you all make sure you give me your information um, so that I can share it on our page for those who may go back and watch this on replay so that they can get the information. Um, and Dr. Hightower, um, let us know where we can find you. You have, we have several places. We have Virginia, Maryland in the house. We have it, um, Texas and we have LA, right? California. That's right. Yes, yeah, ma'am. So this was a worldwide thing. So, Dr. Hightower, where can they find you? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you, Lisa, so much for inviting me. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Miss Gail and Bishop. You are a treasure, sir. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, you can find me on all social media and all social media platforms. DRG Hightower. That's Dr. G Hightower. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Periscope. Uh, you can find me all places there. And um, I think someone mentioned about a single uh, program. Um, I have a single uh, a program coming this Saturday for all the single ladies. Uh, the program yeah. is entitled Covered Girls. And the Covered Ooh, Girls class is, is really helping women understand how to stay covered until God sends your covering. We also talk about how to break free from soul ties. And we also talk about five ways to determine if he's the one. And finally, we're talking about five ways to know if he's a covering or a counterfeit. That's this coming Ooh, Saturday. I October. Love this. Uh, and you can like register this. by simply sending me an email and the email address is reallovenation at gmail.com. That's reallovenation at gmail.com. Thank you. Wow, I love that. So much. So yeah. if it, it look, they came straight with no chaser. Um, and you all, if you were listening and you were open, um, I think this was powerful as far as the information for anybody in any stage of their relationship from not married yet to in marriage. Um, so I appreciate all of you for joining me tonight. I wanted to remind everybody that you can catch Luncheon with Lisa every Thursday, seven to eight. Um, but I mean this, that I am going to invite you all back to do um, a part two, somebody say a part two, part three, part four. <laughs> but I think because I think this is what we need. Um, and I'm I'm just a believer of when you have strong relationships, then everything else tends to fall into place. 
Um, yeah. and, and so that's what I want to do is just build up relationships. And it's, sometimes it's hard stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't have my toes stomped and pulled back and everything, but once you get it, that you know you're just like wow and that's what i will say with the power shut up gail was um before we leave out of here gail was actually one of the people who told me to shut up you know she just said i need you to shut up and i was offended at first and you know there were a few tears because i was like excuse me um but <laughs> I don't know, but it came from love but I, I get it. And when I tried it, and that's another thing. I just want to remind people. Sometimes when you hear things from other people, sometimes it's just a matter of trying what has been suggested. When I tried it, which I didn't believe it was going to work, I tried it. I'm sure my husband was pleased. And at times, I'm sure he wants to remind me, um, remember you wrote the book. Okay, get it together. So, but I, I understand where it's coming from now. So I get it. And I, I do have to check myself. And I think that's part of how we will grow, that we learn to check ourselves as opposed to our spouses or our mates or our friends or whoever. When we do some self-checking, that sometimes we get we get it right more often and faster. So I thank you all. I'm going to be looking to another date to bring y'all back. And y'all please right, tune right. in next time. I will um definitely be reaching out to y'all. So thank you so much. I so appreciate you. I enjoyed this so much. It was a pleasure to meet you guys. Please keep in touch. Yes, please keep in touch. And we will see you next Thursday at seven o'clock. Luncheon with Lisa. Thanks again. Goodbye, all.